The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Right now, though, let's talk about this. If you're waiting for a CT scan or an MRI, you're not alone. The wait time for these tests have increased dramatically, and now an Edmonton physician is raising concerns. Dr. Ernie Schuster is the president of the Edmonton Zone uh, Association of Medical Staff. He joins us now. Dr. Schuster, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. So when did you start to notice things getting worse, and why did it happen? Well, you know what, uh, when I was trying to book uh, CTs and um, MRIs for my patient, it was usually fairly easy because you had to call the radiologist when it was urgent, and they say that makes a lot of sense, and you could get them in. And starting about three or four months ago, maybe six, the the wait times just became much bigger, and uh, when we called radiology, and we said, you know, I have a really urgent one here, can we do that? Uh, we're now told that because of the limited amount of CTs and MRIs that Jess is able to do, that uh, we have to send the real urgent ones to the emergency department, and the semi-urgent ones would go on a wait list, which are far longer than is acceptable, and we have these standards. So um, an urgent CT like that needs to be done right away should be done in less than seven days from the community. We're now looking at 30 days and uh, semi-urgent ones, which could be such a thing as uh, there may be a cancer on ultrasound. You better do a CT scan. And for that, we would now be waiting over 200 days, which I find totally unacceptable. So, so that's more than six months, 200 days, right? Yeah, I mean, and, and, and people are not happy with that. So, you know, if I'm lucky, have a patient that's somewhere affluent, I can say to them, you know what, I think you better pay for this one and send you for a private one. But the real problem arises if it's a patient that can't afford this kind of thing. Of and uh, and then it becomes really, uh, you know, very, very uh, concerning. So just a, a few questions before we get into it a little bit more. What is considered urgent? What is considered semi-urgent? Okay, so let me, the best thing is to just give you an example. So okay. Urgent would be um, I had a case uh, where a patient came back from holiday and he came to my office with his wife and uh, she said, you know, about uh, two days ago he couldn't speak properly and he couldn't move his arm and uh, it's all better now, but, you know, we were concerned about that and in my eyes I mm-hmm. said, well, you know what, this is probably a little stroke. And uh, so I really need a CT scan right away because you can have two types of strokes. One would be a bleed in the brain and the other one would be where there's not enough blood flow. Most of them are not enough blood flow. So you want to give them a blood thinner right away to prevent further bigger strokes. But you can only do that if you've ruled out a bleed in the brain and you need a CT scan hopefully the same day or at at the very latest the next day. Mm. That would be urgent. Uh, semi-urgent would be a uh, patient has belly pain, they come in, we do an ultrasound, the ultrasound says, you know, there could be something in the pancreas, we're not totally sure, you need to do a CT scan because this could be cancer. That would be semi-urgent, and uh, the standard for that would be should be really done within 30 days, and now we're looking at 200. Well, 200 days, and I just had a friend of mine who from the time of diagnosis to the time he died was six months of pancreatic cancer. Like it's, like that's that's scary for a lot of people. So what do you, what do you tell your patients? Because I, I I understand that they want to know the answer right away, and yeah, they have to deal with a bit of a well a delay. But what do you tell them about how to get through that wait time? Well, again, if I'm lucky, uh, I just tell them, you know, what if it be me? Uh, you know, let's go and pay for it and get it done. 
And, uh, you know, most of my patients, but I'm lucky I have a fairly affluent practice that will do so. Uh, if the patient cannot afford it, then I'm stuck. Then, uh, you know, it really becomes a problem. And the tolerance goes up to say, well, maybe, you know, we can do that, but it's really not ideal. And the real problem around it is that, you know, even if a diagnosis is made later, the cost will increase because mm-hmm. these patients may then be sicker and may require way more care than they would have if they would have been having an early diagnosis. But quite frankly, it's not really a good way to get around the uh, semi-urgent or the uh, yeah the semi-urgent uh, requests because we can't send those people to the emergency because that's not urgent enough. And that's typically in medicine, right? If something really bad happens and you're emergent, things will usually, you can do things. Uh, if they're totally elective, then it's okay to wait. But the semi-urgent, those are the ones that are from the devil, right? Because it's not urgent enough to do something right away and they can wait, but then they wait too long. Dr. Schuster, what happens when, um, you know, when, when, a, when a doctor, radiologist, um, who is unable to see urgent patients immediately, sends them to the emergency room saying, you know, go get it done there. What impact does that have on the emergency rooms then? Well, and this is where I really wanted to raise that point, right? So when that patient comes in and uh, then government has to pay me for that visit. So then I have to send the patient to the emergency department and the government has to pay for the emergency physician. The patient has to wait in the emergency department for a very long time. And as we all know, the emergency departments are already overcrowded. Mm -hmm. Then the patient gets the imaging anywhere because it's appropriate and emergency physicians can order it right away. But then on top of that, quite often, the patient gets referred on to specialized care for further management when it could have indeed be still be handled by myself. Mm. So you look at the cost of that uh, versus just granting, you know, an urgent CT scan by the family physician. It's huge. And uh, I think sometimes uh, policymakers are not aware that they can increase costs tremendously by curtailing something. So Dr. Schuster, there's been a lot of talk uh, around this wait time issue um, and in relating it back to this uh, one-time funding that was allocated by the former NDP government, it's that, that that's gone and that's kind of had an impact on this. Is that something that obviously is contributing to it? Well, you know what, it's kind of hard to say. It's a multifactorial thing that's contributing to it. Okay. Um, you know, it's, uh, and I'm not here to judge anybody. Uh, you know, the government has a position saying, well, we having, you're spending enough on health care and that should be enough. And AHS says, well, we have to do our budget and we only allocate so much for imaging. And, but that's where we're stuck right now, right? They, there needs to be a conversation between government and AHS and simply say, you know, this is unacceptable and we have to fix it. And it's not for me to say whether government should put an extra grant in or whether AHS should reallocate some budgetary items. It's not for me to say, I just want to fix for the sake of our patients and so yeah. do all the doctors in Edmonton. Are, are the CT machines and MRIs being staffed around the clock? Yeah, so so just to be clear about that, uh, there, there is not a lack of... Uh, of uh, MRI and CT machines, there's also no lack of technicians who could run them. Uh, so the capacity is there, but the money is not there to do so. And there's also there's enough radiologists who can read it. So really, it's a matter of funding in order to use existing resources. 
Um, an AHS spokesperson said um, there has there hasn't been a change in the budgeted volumes of CT scans performed provincially. Are you saying there has been? Well, no, there probably has been, but what happened, from what I understand, is that the NDP government uh, made an extra contribution yeah. to that yeah. particular issue, and that extra contribution is no longer there. Mm. So the funding has changed, but the extra contribution is not there. Mm. Okay, it must be so frustrating when, when you have patients who just want answers, especially those who can't afford to pay to get the uh, the service done on their own. It's... Um Frustrating all the way around, Dr. Schuster. Yeah, and just to be clear, it doesn't just affect family physicians. I was just talking to a good friend of mine who's a gastroenterologist in the community, and he said uh, he's experiencing similar things that, you know, potential cancer patients are waiting uh, for for up to six months or so in order to get imaging done. So, you know, it's uh, it's really a, it's an urgent issue, and I just my hope was that bringing it to the attention uh, that uh, there would be some intelligent discussions to solve the problem. Is 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 your association, the Edmonton Zone Association of Medical Staff, you know, trying to talk to the government about any of this? Have you have you written letters, anything like that? Yeah. yeah. So so we have something that's called the representative form at the Alberta Medical Association, and I actually passed a motion there to address the issue uh, uh, earlier this fall. And uh, we've also requested a uh, um, a. Um, interview with the health minister and uh, but that usually takes a long time to get but uh, we're trying to really be proactive okay just uh, heads up everybody dr schuster the president of the edmonton zone association of medical staff joining me this afternoon thanks for your time i appreciate it well thank you very much for having me